0: I've long considered myself a pretty serious person. I study serious things. I focus on helping workplaces tackle pretty serious issues. And for the majority of my life, I've been in pursuit of a serious kind of success. Power, money, influence, impact – And listen, starting and running your own business, as much fun as it may look on Instagram, is a pretty serious endeavor. So after busting my butt for five years and really staying focused on growing my business, last January, I set out on a different kind of mission, to make 2018 my own personal year of fun. I wanted to conduct a little experiment on myself. What would it look like to optimize for fun this year instead of focusing so much on success or money or achievement? So each and every month, I focused on cultivating a different element of fun, which perhaps I'll write more about someday. But for now, I want to share with you the top breakthroughs that I experienced this year, because let me tell you, they shook me to my core And it's my hope that after hearing about my experience, you'll embark on your own year of fun in 2019 too. And for all of you who already purchased your 2019 Life Tracker Planner, you'll notice that I made the pursuit of fun a huge theme for the entire 2019 calendar year. And there's a good reason for that. So here's what I learned in making fun a priority all year long. Number one, yes, you can in fact plan for fun. Being a fun-loving person is often associated with being spontaneous, a characteristic I most certainly do not embody. (laughs) I used to think that there are just two kinds of people. There are carefree, fun-loving, spontaneous folks, and serious people who lead more structured, productive, and frankly, focused lives. Am I alone in that? (laughs) I mean, talk about limited thinking. I used to think that being fun and carefree just weren't in the cards for me. But this year's experiment taught me that it's not all that mutually exclusive. You can, in fact, plan for more fun. It's simply an exercise in mindfulness. So at the start of every month and week, I looked at the calendar in front of me and asked myself, what's on the docket just for fun? I added in weekly drum lessons, regular girls' nights, hangouts, and even rendezvous with friends from far away when my work took me traveling. Instead of looking only to pack my schedule with productive time or business networking opportunities, I added in just for fun days, like the time I went hiking in Sequoia National Forest following a speaking engagement I had in nearby Fresno, California. And yes, while it is a total privilege to have such control over my schedule and the freedom to essentially create more leisure time, I'd been squandering that privilege in years past. And I suspect a lot of us don't recognize the power we have to pursue more fun in our day to day. According to Project Time Off, 52% of American workers have vacation days that go unused. And I can relate to that. I'd been so fixated on making ends meet or making sure my business was growing that I used to think, I don't have the time to have fun, when in reality, having more fun didn't really seem to draw from my bottom line much at all this year. Which brings me to finding number two more fun actually made me more productive. This year, I took more vacation time than ever before, and my business also performed better than ever before. We increased our gross sales here by over 15% this year, which is no small feat for a modestly sized operation like mine. And on top of sheer revenue, I tackled some of the biggest projects of my career this year, I finally finished the book I've been working on for the past three years. I launched my own independent podcast, as you can tell, which I absolutely love producing, by the way. And on top of what I've tackled through Bossed Up this year, Brad and I also finished our first home renovation and just closed on our second house, marking the official start of our property management business, too. And there's a growing body of research that shows happier workers are more productive and efficient. That's exactly the result that I experienced from my own year of fun. But I'll admit it, it took something of a leap of faith. When you're worried about quarterly earnings being low or have a huge looming deadline on the horizon, it can be really hard to give yourself permission to stop, put the work down, and make time for play. But time and again, when I allowed myself to have faith that fun wasn't happening at the cost of work, I was actually able to really enjoy myself during periods of rest and renewal and then experienced more focused, productive work hours afterwards. The third breakthrough I had in my year of fun is that intentionally making memories boosted my happiness. So late last year, I read the latest book from two of my favorite cognitive scientists, Dan and Chip Heath. Their new book, The Power of Moments, Why Certain Experiences Have Extraordinary Impact, made me realize that I hadn't previously put a lot of thought into how I celebrate traditions or mark milestones. It's actually one of the books that convinced me into having a wedding, also a real highlight of fun this year, Since prior to reading a few big books that made a big impact on me last year, I'd been leaning towards eloping. But I digress. In their new book, the Heath brothers make the case that a little bit of thoughtfulness can go a long way in elevating any moment into a -a once-in-a-lifetime memory. And they inspired me to consider how do I want to make once-in-a-lifetime memories this year. And I started with spending some quality time with my mother to celebrate her 60th birthday. On something of a whim last winter, we went in on a steeply discounted vacation package from one of my favorite online adventure websites, The Climb. We got an eight-day guided excursion back in my mother's home country of Colombia Now I knew this was going to be special because my mom had never had the chance, aka never had the time or money, to return to Colombia since moving to the United States at the age of 13. Plus, it was going to be my very first time seeing her home country myself. So her 60th birthday came around on March 10, which means my mom and I had almost the entire first quarter of 2018 to excitedly look forward to our trek, which was almost as much fun as heading off on it. We flew out together on her birthday, spent a few days exploring Bogotá, the capital city where my mother spent most of her childhood, before heading off on a four-day trek through the jungle to ancient ruins in La Ciudad Perdida, or the Lost City. It's this series of ancient ruins that are hundreds of years older than Machu Picchu, nestled away in the Sierra Nevada mountains near Santa Marta, a coastal beach town in Colombia. I totally unplugged from work throughout our stay, and frankly, being on a mountainside in the middle of the jungle made that pretty easy, so we really savored our time together. And then upon return, I made my mom a video showcasing our time together so we could look back and enjoy our experience all over again. It really felt like such an important bonding time for my mom and me. And now she's on this kick about making her birthday a time for a special trip every year. This coming March, she's actually coming to Colorado to visit us in our new home and go hiking with Brad and I here. I cannot wait. Now, listen, I'm not here to say that your year of fun has to include these really fancy vacations and once-in-a-lifetime memories. Honestly, that was the first time I'd even traveled out of the country in almost 10 years. So finding number four from my year of fun is that cheap thrills totally count, too. Back when I was a kid, there was this class at summer camp called Stupid But Fun, (laughs) and I guess the idea was that you and the counselors would presumably hang out and come up with silly games and ways to entertain yourself. Now, being the already quite serious posh spice impersonator amongst my friends, even back then, I considered this offering to be utterly ridiculous and anyone who signed up for it to be fully bonkers. But now at 31, I finally get that the dumb little ways you can delight yourself count for a lot. I started the year, for instance, by dyeing my hair turquoise last year. And this was like for no real reason other than I wanted to give it a go. I bought a moped, which I'm convinced is the most delightful mode of transportation on the planet. It also means that we're just a one-car family. I can save on gas. It wasn't very expensive. I didn't have to take out a loan. But it is a little impractical at times, especially right now in Colorado's winters. But (laughs) I digress. It's still like the happiest I've ever looked is when I first sat on that moped when we picked it up. And then Brad and I adopted a baby cockatiel and named him Tuna Fish after our favorite Jurassic Five rapper. And this was all done having never even seen that breed of bird before. And frankly, as someone who records these podcasts in my own home studio, Tuna fish does drive me a little crazy on occasion. So if you ever call me or we have a webinar together and you hear a bird chirping in the background, you're not imagining it. That is the very insane new pet that we just got. Now, here's what I'm trying to say. None of these moves this year make any goddamn sense. I will admit that. But they put more smiles on my face than I can begin to count. Throughout this year, I asked myself, okay, okay, What would my seven-year-old self think of the life I'm living these days? And frankly, I made a few wacky moves to delight my inner child. Happiness scholar Gretchen Rubin says that the first step of having fun is to deeply understand what's fun for you. And I'd argue that the next step is to not edit yourself. There's this super grown-up thing we tend to do to our childhood quirks. We rationalize them. We try to make sense of them. We have to have a good reason to indulge them. But by bringing too much reason into the process, it really hampers the unbridled pursuit of fun, especially stupid but fun kind of fun, (laughs) fun that doesn't make much sense. But let me be the one to tell you, cheap thrills count just as much as the bigger ticket items when it comes to pursuing a life that you feel reflects your values. And that brings me to my final finding. What you're aiming for matters. You know that saying, aim for the moon and you'll land amongst the stars? I know it's a tad cliche, but it's got a little nugget of truth to it. The direction you're heading in will absolutely influence where you end up. And in the past, I wasn't pointing myself in a very fun direction. (laughs) I was doggedly pursuing business success, growth, and learning, maximizing my impact in my community and ensuring a stable financial foundation for my future. Now, these are all good things, sure, but they're not all that fun. So without really intending it, I landed somewhere close to all of those serious forms of success without accounting for everyday delights. And you know what the consequences were? I was tired. (laughs) I was feeling lonely. And I was a little limited in my view of what self-care looked like. And this year, I really learned a different way forward. As it turns out, having more fun can actually boost your energy, foster social bonds amongst friends and colleagues, and help buffer against stress. And after this year, which I can confidently say has been the most fun year of my life, I cannot imagine living any other kind of way. So for my final question for you in 2018, I want you to answer this. What would a year of fun look like for you in 2019? I want to challenge you to bring more fun into your new year. Really? And listen, I know that we're all part of the Bossed Up community, because we've got big ambitions, and I promise you that your big goals aren't any less important when we add an element of fun into our pursuits together. So starting right now, I want you to ask yourself, looking at your next week or even your next month, especially if you're planning this out in the Life Tracker Planner, what's on the docket for fun? And if you really do want to make this an intentional practice throughout the course of 2019, snag yourself one of our final copies of the 2019 Life Tracker Planner and join me on the three upcoming masterclasses on sustainable goal pursuit that I'm hosting in January, as well as quarterly accountability calls throughout the entire year. We are all focused on how we can thrive while we strive and have more fun together in the year ahead. I hope you'll join me. owning their voice, overcoming the social messages that have taught us to keep silent, and really learning to strategically and assertively communicate when it matters most, will actually have the practice time to rewire our brains, create new neural pathways, and build better habits when it comes to speaking up with confidence and precision and assertively communicating in the workplace. Learn more and enroll today to secure your spot at bossedup.org slash speakup. That's up.org slash speakup.